0: So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. The following podcast is equivalent to a TVMA rating, thanks to the author's strong and frequent use of adult language and graphic recollection of her sexual
1: escapades. We strongly advise listening alone or with an extremely open-minded,
0: politically incorrect companion, such as a gay bestie. Welcome to How Bitches Are Made in Quarantine. We're your hosts, Rachel Melvin.
1: And Kevin Barrett.
0: Hi! Hey! Welcome, everyone. (laughs) Thanks for joining us again, you guys. This week, we are going to talk more about quarantine.
1: I'm excited.
0: Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. And some badass bitches that we've encountered along the way. So, um, let's just jump right into it, right? I mean, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. I always want to welcome our new listeners. And uh, if you're not new to the podcast, welcome back.
1: Hey, oh, wait, if you're not new. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. That's right. Cut this out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just woke up from a nap. So if you if you listen to last week's episode, um, Kevin and I were talking about how self-care was really important and we were checking in and we really needed some time away and time to ourselves to basically just not work
1: and reset
0: and reset. And the only way work th- on life. What
1: new look on life, you oh. <laughs> know?
0: And I think uh, the part of the reason we needed to get away specifically is because Kevin and I are workaholics, and if we're around any sort of project that needs doing or completing, we will not take. We're, we're just not self disciplined enough to shut off work mode. We aren't, yeah. And so we have to remove ourselves from the situation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Put ourselves in some place very unfamiliar and just go for it.
0: So that's what we did. We went we went camping, Kevin.
1: We did. Yeah, we actually didn't even choose a spot till like 30 minutes before we left. So, that was fun. That That's, was interesting. That is yeah.
0: true. At, at when we left, we were going to be going to Idlewild, and then
1: Right. We ended up at like, you know, the Big you're Bear big Mountains. Bear. Yeah. Yeah. But we had the important stuff. We put together all of our camping gear. We uh, got prepped, so even if we had to, you know, pull off side of the road, we could eat.
0: Although it was hard home. because we tried to pull off the side of the road to pee a couple times. And fun fact, it is really hard to pee at a gas station when everyone's under a stay-at-home order.
1: Yeah, you're not allowed into gas station bathrooms.
0: If that's not incentive enough to stay at home, I don't know it, what is.
1: <laughs> is it very weird that like every gas station, they can't just tell you, sorry, bathrooms closed like we're in a pandemic they're all like oh they're out of order yeah like we're we're like we're so
0: stupid like we can't figure it out it's like when you go to a place and they're like oh we don't have a bathroom why don't you just say it's for employees only
1: yeah because i guarantee your employees aren't peeing on the wall outside like i do you know
0: dude one of the (laughs) this is actually really funny so speaking of effects of quarantine I have so many stories I want to share right now. Okay. So,
1: it's going to be a four-hour podcast, yes, by the way. I'm, um, I'm
0: like on. now removing my cardigan and like, get me to just think about it. Okay. So the first thing that I was going to say in response to that was uh, one of the first things I remember about moving to Los Angeles was at the time I was taking acting classes and my parents were driving me six hours from Phoenix, Arizona to Larchmont Village oh in God. Los Angeles to take these acting classes. How many times did you do that? Once a week. What? Yeah, until they told me, like, I basically had to move to L.A. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, can't keep driving. But 12 I remember, hours a day, round trip. I Did I put... That, I may have put this in episode two of the podcast. I can't remember if it was in the story or not. But we pulled over at a gas station because I had to pee. We were in the car for so long. And the gas... The, the attendant wouldn't let me use the bathroom. And my mom, my mom got so annoyed. She goes... He was like, yeah, we don't have any bathrooms. And she goes, you don't have any bathrooms and he said no and she goes then where do you go and it was just like i was like oh
1: it is california state law to you know supply a bathroom for your employees is it yeah
0: oh oh no but public. not for the public no no that's thought you were going
1: restaurants that type of thing I which
0: think, yeah. which bugs the shit out of me because like it's a natural human need i don't feel like you can tell people they can't do it and then right. cite them for peeing outside fuck you and
1: you know what you told me this too you were like um no we talked about this recently i was like People are like shocked when you ask them for a bathroom. And it's like, have you ever shit before? <laughs> yeah, you can relate to me. I know you can. Like, we're human. And they're, human and they're yeah. just like, no, no, that's gross. Like, Why <laughs> would you even, you know, come to my place of business and ask to urinate and poop all over myself?"
0: <laughs> you and I. So, so this do? is why I said I have so many stories about this. So Kevin and I were talking about, we were exchanging pee stories where... My ex-boyfriend and I, one of the biggest fights we ever got into is because I tried to pee at a CVS and they wouldn't let me use the bathroom. So I was like, fine. And I just pissed in the parking lot and he got so mad. And I was like, why the fuck would... I have to go. Yeah.
1: And I also also had to prove a point.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's good. But then you told me about a time where you got into...
1: Yeah, it was the same thing. It was like a was it a CVS? It, it was similar. It was like a convenience store, something like that. And the lady was just so rude. Kind of, the, kind of the same thing. Like we don't have a bathroom. I was like, well, you do? I I really have to go. I'm so sorry. Like I I I can't hold it. Like you understand where I'm at. Like yeah, there's that point when you just. The seal's broken, you know, you barely made it to the gas station without wetting yourself, you know, before getting out of the car, and then you do, like, the slow little, like, pee-pee dance on the way to the bathroom, and then you're told no, and you're like, you know, you, you're it's trying just, to reason. It's them like
0: these. a power move. It's like yeah. they feel like I was also telling you about how I went to the pharmacy again at CVS. Mm-hmm. And the, I went there twice to drop off the prescription to pick it up. And when I went to drop it off, I was super nice and bubbly. And this guy was just a dick to me. And so I was like, fine, <laughs> bitch, switch on. And when I went back, I was a dick back to him. And then he was like... Oh, like coward and like submitted. Oh, yeah. And then this woman came up behind me in line. She's like, excuse me, do you have a bathroom I could use? He's like, oh, no, no, it's not. It's it's for employees only. And then he leaned across me and, or, and I said to him, I go, well, I'm glad I didn't ask you because I have to go. And he goes, he leans in and he whispers. He goes, I'll let you go if you need to. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, because you're you scared, scared of me yeah, now. Yeah, you scared the hell out of him. Yeah. Um, what
1: does CBS stand for? It's like controversy versus service or something like oh that. Oh, my God. Or, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, yeah, I never heard don't. that. I think we just made it up. Don't don't. Did you just make that up on the
0: fly? Because that'd be very impressive.
1: I I am drinking Red Bull.
0: (laughs) And then the other story I was going to tell you is during quarantine, Kevin and I have really bonded. I think Mm. our relationship is solidified because we now talk about our bowel movements with each other.
1: We do. (laughs) Actually, I think this podcast is helping. It's like our own therapy session. It's amazing.
0: And and then, Kevin, I'm going to share this trick that you taught me. What what did I teach? If you want to silence a fart, ladies, because it's, oh. like, the most humiliating thing when you, like, have to fart in front of a guy. Kevin goes, he says to me one day, have you ever just, like, bent over and spread your butt cheeks? It no, just, really takes away the sound. Just,
1: uh, okay. The reason a fart sounds the way it does, it's because your butt cheeks are making this, you know, vibration.
0: In case you didn't know the semantics of a fucking I love that fart. love
1: <laughs> Just pull them cheeks apart. It'll just be a... <laughs> it's nice
0: okay that was a nice segue out of the topic, topic of this episode <laughs> <laughs> okay so back to the camping trip
1: <laughs> Wait, where you can just fart free anywhere yeah. my
0: favorite part of this camping experience was that i got to pee outside even though we did have access to a public restroom
1: we did yeah and it's- i used it once and I'm slapping myself. Now. Yeah,
0: you used it to go number two, and I went. I went the way bears do. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. you found a good rock setup. Set I
0: did. I, right. I did a makeshift toilet out of yeah. a rock formation. Yeah. It was very helpful at relaxing the quads. Made mm-hmm. the situation very pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we actually found this really great spot because we ran into some locals. Yeah. It was so funny. Fun we we got lost, and we needed like some guidance. And so we stumbled upon this little house this guy happened to be outside of, and um, Kevin got out to talk to him. And well, I-
1: let's, let's back up just a little bit, because oh. we didn't know where we were going. We were talking about that, and we were driving up into the wilderness trying to find BLM land, because if you don't know, the only camping that you're allowed to do right now mm. is disperse camping in BLM, which is the Bureau of Land Management. It's not state land. It's not, you know. Um, public land so you got to find these like dispersed camping spots which is such a pain in the butt because there's so much open land
0: but you found that cool app you should share
1: i did so there's this app called outly o-u-t-l-y um look that up if you're going to try to find camping and stuff using conjunction with like google maps because it doesn't really give you like a turn-by-turn type setup but it does show you an overview of terrain of places that have water of uh blm land state land public land and that was
0: super helpful because kevin was like i need water i need
1: water she wanted to go camping and like Sand dunes in the. Like, I grew up
0: in Phoenix. I'm used to 100 that shit.
1: Degrees out. Oh my gosh. I I was more concerned about Murphy, your I dog. Mean, yes. Kind of. Murphy
0: runs on hot, so he definitely needed a cooler climate. Yeah. And Murphy also likes water, so he thanks he you because yeah. he had a great time trying to fish pine cones out he of that was stream.
1: So adorable. Like I can't get over it. So anyway, so anyway sorry. We, yeah. We we get up in the mountain. Um. Well, we were going to Idlewild originally, and then I was like, "There's no water at Idawild," which is shocking to me because I could. Find it well,
0: we necessary. also felt weird about Idlewild because I went on all trails, which is another great map, if you're a hiker, especially, uh, app, I said map, Um, and it had, like, somebody posted like eight days ago that it was really populated, and it was very, quote, hills have eyes e yeah. end quote.
1: And people were just pulling off to the side of the road, like, popping tents up. You yeah, know, we didn't want to do
0: that. We didn't yeah. want any part of that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, the whole point is to get away from people yeah. like, and, uh, social distance, right. stay six feet away not yeah. on top of each other. Exactly. So we get up the mountain and we see like every single campground's closed, we're, which we are back in Big
0: Bear now. Sorry. Oh, yeah, we're not sorry. in Iowa wild. Just wanted gotcha. to clarify.
1: Transition. We, we totally last minute. like, you know what? Let's, let's try Big Bear. At least we know the lakes there. Tons of streams coming down. I found some like BLM land and we're driving up. We're passing campground after campground. They are completely closed and when I say closed not only the gates are locked they have like big plastic wrapped around all the signs Signs, yeah like it is a big middle finger go away like don't be here on this mountain okay so anyway we we go past some campgrounds and I'm starting to look at the map and I'm like oh my gosh like there's no way to get to where we wanted to it was just cliffs on either end so near a campground uh that was closed down we saw this other cute little place that was opened up, and it was all these like summer cabins. And so we just kind of drove up in there, and we we're like, "Wow, this is incredible!" There was a, a stream like that going right through, through yeah. it, um, and we're we realized that the gate probably wasn't supposed to be open, but it was left open, and we had driven in, and so we we're like, "We should turn around, you know, so we don't get stuck in here." And on our way out we see this man outside, or you, you pointed out, you were like, oh my gosh, there's somebody,
0: there's somebody out there. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was a man or a woman, I wasn't wearing my glasses.
1: (laughs) So we pull off to the (laughs) side, and I'm like, I'm gonna get out and talk to him, like, we we need to, you know, make friends at this point, because the sun's gonna be going down soon, I don't want to set up camp in the middle of the night, like, In the dark, you know, it's...
0: So I'm in the pickup truck and the frame of the wind, like the door, was Mm -hmm. kind of blocking my vision. And so it literally looked like this man was holding a gun. And all I could (laughs) see was like the barrel. And I asked myself, I'm I'm like, holy shit, is he holding a gun? Because it wouldn't have been that like unimaginable. Yeah.
1: Grew up mm. in the wilderness and yeah. some random people come up on your cabin. But it wasn't a gun. Off-grid. What
0: was it? I never asked you. What was he holding? Do he wasn't remember? holding anything. No, he know. was definitely holding something. It could
1: have been the shotgun, but I don't think that was it. <laughs> no, he wasn't holding. I, he was probably holding like, you know, I don't know, a bratwurst or some bread. He was probably yes. cooking. You he know, was a,
0: like... a lovely Russian fellow named Fred. Yeah. <laughs> Fred? Frank. Uh,
1: Freddy. Fred. Freddy. Freddy. Yeah. So, um, Freddy... Uh, it was sandy's place was the name of the cabin yeah girl on Freddie's lane um so they were the most adorable couple they were we very made cute. friends with them very quickly and then they gave us a little bit of insight
0: yeah they told us how to get into a campground through the back roads
1: yeah apparently they're uh this campground that had just been completely redone hasn't been open for the season because they were closed down, you know, through all the
0: fires and stuff. Yeah,
1: the fires, the snow, all that. But apparently, uh, up at the backside top of the mountain, um, outside of the campground, are private homes. And these two lovely people gave us the insight that there's back roads into the campground that, you know, you're not disturbing anything. Is it technically legal? I don't know.
0: We don't ask.
1: But, but we the ask locals. for
0: forgiveness, not permission.
1: That's right. So we got into the campground. It was stunning. It was. It was so awesome. Exactly what I imagined. I wanted to, you know, bring you to <laughs> yeah. camp because I didn't want to camp in the desert. I didn't want to camp like we've seen it. We've been there. It's hot. I want water, well, I want trees.
0: And Kevin grew, grew up in the mountains essentially too. He grew up in Reno. So he um he came you came so prepared. It was so cute. Like he brought like brought a shovel and a rake, which is something I never would have thought to have brought. And oh, yeah. I'm so glad you did cuz you just like took all the pine needles away and we pitched our tent and it was really really nice. So we did that for two nights. Mm-hmm. The better part of a third day.
1: Yeah. We got all the stress just gone we got to cook you know all those meals that we wanted to well the not camp all butter. of
0: them somebody me yeah. forgot a couple tupperware of important things that she'd spent hours preparing the <laughs> night before we left <laughs> no, that in felt the so fridge bad. i was, like, no. was so i was like that was the only thing i was looking forward to <laughs> hey
1: we did good though we, we... except
0: pooping outside <laughs>
1: That's, you didn't prepare for that?
0: No, I said that was the only thing I was looking forward oh, to, oh. except for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't why? know why I like going outside so much.
1: Well, why do you think I brought a shovel? The rake? <laughs> that could be here. There.
0: <laughs> uh, so the camping was great. Um, I think it made me realize how important it is. Well, I already knew how important it is to be out in nature. But I think one of the things about this whole stay-at-home order lockdown that really perplexes me is... That we're not allowed to be outside. I get right. not being able to be outside, like at a beach where there's large crowds. But to shut down campsites, for instance, that are clearly within the social distancing requirements big
1: time, hundreds of feet away is from me. It's very each other.
0: perplexing to me.
1: Yeah. But you can walk into a grocery store and be six feet away from hundreds of people. Yeah. It's shocking. Yeah. Or standing in line outside of the grocery store just to get in. to To exactly. all the product, you know?
0: Exactly. Which is actually, I'm glad you, that you brought that up because we were, one of the th- things we were listening to on the drive up was Joe Rogan's podcast. And he was talking about a, a sheriff in Humboldt County who refused to close down the beaches there. And. Joe was talking to his guest. I can't remember his name. He has such a unique name. Oh my gosh. Um,
1: Yeah, Alonzo. Alonzo. Alonzo
0: something. So he was talking to his guest, Alonzo, who's a comedian, and they were talking about how, you know. Alonzo Bowden. Sorry. Alonzo Bowden. Bowden. So um, Humboldt County is relatively small, and when you have beach, like private beaches or smaller beaches, it should be okay to yeah. allow people because yeah. when you're in trapped Humble in a an...
1: county, you're high. AF, <laughs> So you want to be outside. And... So
0: your lungs are really compromised. <laughs> yeah. no, um, but this was all, uh, this conversation that, that Joe Rogan was having with Alonzo was based on what happened in LA when governor, governor Newsom, Newsom. God, that's yeah. kind of hard to say, yeah. <laughs> um, opened, beaches in Ventura County and Orange County, and then was very quick to condemn everybody for going in large crowds and, like, rushing to the beaches. And, of course, you had people, you know, I told you when I first read the article, I was like, dude, those are probably people from L.A., not people in Orange County and Ventura. And, of course, they were. Or it's just
1: added added to it you know of course yeah. I'm sure it was
0: both but like when you have people in LA and this was a point Joe Rogan made that are trapped in apartments like you need to be outside the same way a plant needs the sun for photosynthesis like we need yeah. it for mental sanity
1: yeah well and that's all vitamins that I was just going to right.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was super interesting and then That sparked a conversation between you and I in the car where I told you about this, that my mom, and actually it may have been my sister because my sister-in-law is a um, CHP officer. And so she sent me this posting which came from Placer County uh, it says the question is why, when we live in a world that releases criminals while threatening citizens up to six months in jail if they don't comply, when we are allowing hundreds of people to line up outside of stores but not let them sit in their cars to worship at their church or go to campgrounds, when we are deeming <laughs> when we are deeming certain workers essential while letting our small businesses suffer, when we talk about the need to socially distance without substantively. That was a, yeah. Is that a word?
1: That was a weird word. It's like a substantially.
0: That's what it, yeah, that says (laughs) substantively. I just never heard that word before. If it is a word, now I sound stupid. Substantively addressing regulations around the homeless population. When people are asked to stop working, but also asked to volunteer for free if they are healthy. When law enforcement is asked to stand down in some aspects, but used as a threat to enforce this continued crackdown. When we are asked to give up our constitutional rights off of hypotheticals and projections. When mental health is seemingly no longer considered a priority. When we are crippling our economy to the point that future services are in jeopardy we need to ask ourselves, what comes next? We have given an oath to ensure the safety and well-being of our residents. Right now, we need to ask ourselves, at what cost do we continue this shutdown? We have done our part. We have worked to flatten the curve. It is time that our officials tell us what our path forward looks like. Our government cannot protect us from every hypothetical. That is not their role. When the ends no longer justify the means, it is time to adjust the course. As your local law enforcement, we hear you, we see you, and we support you. Like and share if you believe, it is time to start the safe process to reopen. That is so... You said to me that's shocking that that came from, like, a sheriff's.
1: Sheriff's. Well, and then, yeah, yeah, after listening to Joe Rogan, and that was from the sheriffs of Humboldt, which isn't too much... Further north,
0: yeah, and and um, Joe Rogan addressed a lot of those points that I just read.
1: One of the ones that I really liked on that was that all these all these smaller communities and stuff are having a real hard time with it because when the governor of California has to you know mandate for the entire right the entire state right. So when you're looking at L.A., like yes, when you open up a beach, Santa Monica can't be opened up. There's just too you know, many people. Too many people, yeah, but, but some, some small, small little you know um, sleepy town, town or something like at a lake, like, like the campgrounds, campgrounds, like any of that type of stuff, stuff, the beaches, the beach. if there's, there's 10 people beach. on a beach, who cares they're well away from each other the
0: problem is like we already said is that people from other counties that hear about it rush and then they ruin it for everybody and that was um in the podcast they were having a really interesting conversation around that it's like you have when we're given an inch don't take a mile Mm -hmm. um but that's gonna be the
1: hard thing about reopening i mean that's why everyone is like you know peddling around this and like how do we safely open up because the big problem with a lot of these openings in in Paris, um, in where else did they open up? I don't know. They're <laughs> starting to safely We're really open up. Really well informed. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're starting to uh, trying to safely open up, and there's people dancing on the streets without masks, you know, in crowds because they think they won the war. They're like, oh, right, they're letting us right. out, and. I'm sorry. There's a lot of ignorant people out there not there watching are, the news, and they course. don't understand. Like us,
0: we just said we don't know what's going <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on. In our defense, we were off the grid for two and a half days. That's true. A lot yeah. Can what happened? Not gonna happen in ten minutes. What happened since we left?
1: I know.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, but
1: people need to be aware. They need to wear masks. They need to do all the stuff, even if they don't agree with it. They don't mm-hmm. like it. Like you know, don't be an asshole.
0: And that's okay. So that's the thing I love about Joe Rogan. I was like Mm. singing his praises to my mom today. Mm. He is like, I'm an independent and he's an independent. And what I love about independence is they just see both sides and you weigh all the options and you're not biased just because you, you know, you owe it to a party that you affiliate with. It's like, I love independence. I tend to think they're very logical. Um, we think
1: just like them. I mean, I, th- I feel like we're independents,
0: right? Yeah, well, I'm as independent as you get, baby. You are, baby. <laughs> <laughs> if only you saw my natal chart, guys. <laughs> um, um, but but they were having this conversation and he was saying, you know, then you have people in these bigger cities that they take it really seriously. And like, they also kind of ruin it for everybody. It's like, the two. I think actually Joe Rogan was also the podcast that I heard this analogy and it was with you when we were going to Reno over the holidays. When you were talking about you have two extremes right whatever those extremes are radical on either side yeah on and think of a propeller of a helicopter and you have the weight on polar opposites of that um blades blade of the blade it's gonna snap because there's too much weight on each side so you have to come together in the middle to like disperse the weight and i thought that was such a cool analogy Okay. About like a lo- like logical thinking,
1: right? Yeah.
0: Um, but one of the things that I just read from this Placer County Deputy Sheriff's release was in this first thing where she said, where they say, when we live in a world that releases criminals while threatening citizens up to six months in jail if they don't comply. So the story my mom just told me that I hadn't heard was about this woman in Texas who was a single mother. She has three kids and she ran out of money and she needed to feed them. And she was like, "Fuck this!" and she reopened her salon. Ooh. And then she got shut down, arrested, slapped with a seven thousand dollar fine, and sentenced to prison.
1: Oh, great! And so they locked her away, away from her kids. Yeah.
0: And then they were like, "Well, you know, we won't make you serve jail time as long as you apologize." And she was like, "I'm not gonna apologize." And they were like, well, it was very selfish of you. She goes, it was selfish of me to work and try to earn a living to... Want
1: to take care of my family. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I
0: will never admit that I did wrong. And I fucking stand behind her.
1: Yeah, same.
0: And I I think my mom had said, like, people came together to raise the $7,000 to pay her fine for her, which I think is so awesome. But, like, that is ridiculous. I mean, I get the concern. But when you're telling us we can shop in stores as long as we take all these precautions, it's just... It's getting... It's getting really, really yeah, difficult. Yeah, it seems,
1: it seems like they're trying to make examples out of people, and you're making examples out of good, hardworking, you right. know, honest Americans that, that she's not some big corporation. Yeah, all these all these McDonald's are allowed to be open and all right. the big chains, but, you know, God forbid these, you know, small mom and are able to run their businesses. If they're doing it in a safe manner, I don't see what the problem is, because I don't feel like the grocery stores are any safer than anywhere.
0: No. Than not. a
1: barbershop anywhere. Like wear gloves, wear a mask. That's what we're required to
0: do. Exactly. And you know, the argument could be well we're getting money from the government and unemployment and it's like, okay, let's talk about that for a second. You saw your stimulus check. I yeah. eventually saw mine. Mine was based on income I made 2 years ago. I have not worked in almost 3 years. Mm-hmm. So that what, means What did you get from it? I got 1000. Okay which is hey, so- something I'm not, com- 1, I'm not complaining. <laughs> I'm, I'm not complaining, 200. but my point is it's not enough. It's just not no, even 1200, but then even the unemployment, which I just told you, I saw the extra 600. Finally, right. it comes out of your full, like they call it a award. Hmm. Like your, I, I, think,
1: know, it's I think it's award.
0: award. It. Your, uh, your benefit amount is another term. So you get however much based on what you made, that's what you put into the system. So that's what you can get back over however long you're unemployed. So I was like, Pool, they're gonna extend that that's great a lot of times when they extend it they extend that that benefit amount mm-hmm. Well, what they did which I was surprised to see they did this is they give you the six hundred dollars But it acts as like an advance. It's not an additional six hundred dollars It's coming out of your overall benefit amount. So you're just we'll getting take- that money faster, which is helpful But you're gonna burn through it quicker and you're still unemployed, right? right. Yeah. So to me, I'm like, these things, yes, helpful, but it is not enough for, say, a single mother with three children to feed. Right. Who, by the way, has her own salon. Good for her. Who knows, like, if she's going to be able to hang on to it. Then what? It's yeah. just, it's such a tricky situation.
1: Yeah, and not only does she have three kids, like, she doesn't want her business to go under because of this. Because I'm I'm curious to see how many small businesses never show back up again. Oh, I yeah. mean we see it here right in Joshua Tree. They're yeah. already shutting down and like no no future for them. Yeah. And it's so sad. Are they gonna get relief? Are they gonna get bailed out or are they just gonna get forgotten about? You know?
0: Well it pains me to say it's probably the latter. Yeah. But it's but you're right. Like she is a small business business owner and she is, you know, carrying the weight of her employees wanting to be able to provide work for them as well. It's just like a really sad situation.
1: It is. And I can't get my hair did right now. So <laughs> I got this beautiful girlfriend though that cuts my hair. I do so think it's so funny that
0: guys are more trusting of girls. I would never let you bring a pair of scissors to my hair.
1: Oh come on, baby. No. No.
0: No fucking way. Well,
1: to be honest, you did a great <laughs> job on my hair. Yanni actually just told me that today. We're driving the car. He's like, Man, I need a good girlfriend. I'm getting my hair's getting way too long. Like,
0: man, do you think Rachel will cut my hair? She did such a good job on your hair. Oh, I, I was would like, cut oh, his hair. <laughs> That's very funny. We love it. All right, sorry guys. We had like a little bit of a sound issue I wanted to fix, so hopefully this is better now and less echoey.
1: The first part of the show was a live um at the Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, very now fun. we're back to the studio. Yeah, now we're back to the studio. Hi, so, everyone.
0: Okay, so the point that I was going to make to connect is there's this restaurant in Los Angeles that our friend Brooke was telling me about called Little Pine. And people were giving Little Pine such shit. Because Why? because they were firing their employees, they were doing layoffs, and oh. everyone's like, "Oh, come on! You're a local company. You're supposed to do good." And my friend Brooke said, because she's also a logical human being, she goes, "Yeah, because if they didn't lay them off, then they would be ineligible for unemployment benefits. So they're mm. actually doing them a solid."
1: You have to get fired to get unemployment, Correct. or you let go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Correct. So I just wanted to point that out. And then, um, the other thing I wanted to address was with small businesses. So you and I have businesses. I tried to apply for that small business loan and, um, yes, it's a lot of money. And I got an email back. I haven't gotten approved or denied, but they basically asked me like, how many employees do you have? And I'm like, well, it's just me running my Airbnb. And, um, the most I would get is a thousand bucks because they only give you a thousand dollars per employee. So, it's not that crazy helpful.
1: No, it's not. but I understand um, why
0: they're doing that because they want the, the money to be spread across a, right, a wide field.
1: Yeah, and that's um, there's something that was really promising about humanity uh, with these small business loans. you know it was 350 billion dollars or something. They went through it within two days, I think, um, two or three days. But now they're coming back. They, you know, got a bill passed so that they could have more money to give to small businesses. But a lot of these businesses that didn't necessarily need the money, you know, they they applied for it because they're allowed to. Mm -hmm. Uh, But a lot of these franchises and stuff that realize, okay, we have a surplus, um, you know, of safety money. We are contingency money they're starting to go back and give the money back to the government and say, hey, actually, we didn't need this $10,000. Yeah. We didn't need this $22 million, you know, whatever it might be across all their franchises and that. They're coming back and they're they're doing what's right. Some of them are being asked to um, right. rightly because, you know, it was a little dishonest or something like that. Uh, but other ones, out of the goodness of their heart, they're giving it back and saying, no, I understand because the business right next to me is ma and pa and has nothing to do with my business, you know, they do need the money so i do like that yeah that that is really
0: nice excuse me i had to burp (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so actually let's continue talking about nice pleasant things so you and i um are trying to record this podcast try to knock it out really quickly before we have guests arrive because
1: which we're not allowed to do why are we doing that
0: having guests yeah we can't have people doing it safely are we yeah we are. I'm about to tell people how um, <laughs> I do think people are getting restless and this is part of it like people just like they need human contact they yeah, need we to want be to outside see our so um our friend has an autoimmune disorder and she, her birthdays this weekend and she really wanted to spend it with us out here because you can't go anywhere and um she had asked me if we would mind going to get tested because as long as we test negative she can be around us and we're just going to be in my house
1: yeah and when she was asking that i was kind of taken aback i was like that's really hard to do you got to have symptoms you got to be you know uh, in one of the demographics you know right and we're just not. We're healthy. We've been, you know
0: So and that was the thing that I wanted to talk about this whole process because I was shocked. And this goes back to me saying these people in the big cities are like, Oh, you gotta do it the right way, but then they are so in the dark about things like what I'm about to talk about. They're the ones that are like, Oh, you should be social distancing and which you should, but they're they're so like by the book with it, right? Yeah. And and adamant about it and vocal. But half the people when you and I got tested, which, you know, luckily, because Brooke has this autoimmune issue, she um, she has to be extra cautious with her health. So she knew everything. Yeah, she's done. So the she research. made it super easy for me. She just sent us direct links. And it just so happened that when we got tested is when our governor in Los Angeles, Garcetti, County, Garcetti yeah. had said our mayor. Yeah. Mayor, yes, yeah. sorry. Um, he had said that we were uh, now allowed in Los Angeles County to get testing. Doesn't matter if you're showing symptoms or not, and it's free.
1: Yeah, there's enough tests out there. They've right. caught up on all that. Just and like it the seems masks. a lot
0: of people miss that miss it message. Yeah, because right you right. and I, we both had like a lot of people telling us like, how did you get tested? How were you able to do that?
1: Yeah, we just you know we kind of made the mistake I did just posting on social media.
0: Oh, we're going to get our test. This is, right. you know,
1: fun. Like just, you know. Well, we
0: need a documentation to show people that we actually were being safe and not just saying we're safe because we also live in Los Angeles, <laughs> which proves my point. We'll be stoned exactly. if we're not doing it
1: correctly. Right. <laughs> and then we just get this mad mob of people saying, how are you getting tested? Like, uh, uh, is everything okay? Are you guys dying? Are you showing symptoms? Yeah, we're like, oh, really wait, concerned. wait, wait. No, no, it's just for our friend. And... They they were all worried about the nose swabs because those were right. super invasive. And they there's all
0: multiple the tests, there. which I didn't realize. Right,
1: blood, the nose. I mean, we just like had to swab. bend over
0: and have someone swab our yeah, asshole. Yeah, I but... just
1: coughed a few times, and they were like, "Yeah, you're good." <laughs> we're kidding. That's... My balls actually just dropped then. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were the talking about in this moment, no, I was like, "What test. just happened?" Yeah. Oh, um, no, the other one just dropped. Oh, that good, nice. honey. Aww. I'm so proud.
0: Hey. Uh, yeah, so we drove down, actually, to Pomona, and we got our tests. And the test kit, this was one thing I told you I was confused about, too, when they're like, oh, the test kits are so hard to get. The test kit was a tube to put a cotton swab in. It was just a cotton swab, this tube, in a bag.
1: And a Ziploc bag. I think they might not have had the instructions printed that they throw in the back. I don't know. But so I'm, they, I'm
0: really unclear about why there was a shortage. Maybe it's a different kind of test. I'm not sure. Like our friend Yanni, um, you and Yanni both actually got metal in your eye from a grinder when you guys were working. In-
1: yeah, we got we it. Got a- shard of metal that got kicked off of you know the grinder while we were grinding some you know chain link or something.
0: Yeah yours came out which only because I saw it it was so crazy it had left like an indentation on your iris it was insane.
1: Yeah it was like three or four weeks at you know it had been in my eyes
0: yeah and you were oh god it was so gross i have like such a thing with boogers like it really makes me gag and so his eye boogers were out of control it was really hard and
1: i think that's why yania initially went to the you know er because uh rachel found this you know piece of metal sticking right out of my pupil and iris it was on your iris it was on my iris yeah and she could not get it out and so finally i went in there like you know screw this i'm getting it out and I dug this Ooh, thing out, God, felt 10 times better. Horrible. Yanni had the same problem in his opposite eye, and we both didn't know what the heck was going on. Anyway, he ends up seeing how great I'm doing and everything. A week and a half later, maybe two weeks later, uh, his mom was like, Yanni, I don't care what you have to do. Like, you're going to the yard. ER. Yeah. So he got admitted. The first thing that they did was test him. Test him. Yeah. And,
0: and, I mean, there's so many. And he found out right away. Right away. Right away. Yeah. Which he tested negative.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, and if he tested ne- negative, I'm pretty sure we're good. Yeah.
0: yeah. It, that's not a commentary on his character. It's right. just he's the only person we've been around. <laughs> Which is another for, like thing of confusion. Because I was telling somebody, I was like, oh, yeah, our friend Yanni tested negative. He's the only person we've been around, so we're probably negative, too. And they're like, that's not necessarily the case. Right. Like, you can be living with somebody and one can be negative and, and positive. And I'm like, you mean asymptomatic? And they're like, No. It's so confusing. It's vague, yeah. I don't know if like we're not being told something, or people are just that unclear, or it's just a giant game of telephone. It's just fucking weird. I think we can all agree on every every bit of information anyone is getting is like contradictory, or it's it's you know.
1: I think it's like anything. Eggs are bad for you. They're good for you. Butter's good. It's bad. Like yeah, it's over just... time. Like are the masks doing it? Are they not? Because that was a controversy in the beginning. They're like, oh, it doesn't matter. But oh, you're not spreading yeah. it. Like
0: it's just such a weird thing. But anyway, um, so if you are in Los Angeles County, you can get free testing, uh, drive through testing. In fact, you can go to, uh, LA COVID Prode. Like production, the abbreviation for production. Prod. Dot service hyphen now dot com. So la covid prod. Sorry. Mm. Dot service hyphen now dot com. I will put a link under our references for this episode of the podcast on how bitches are made dot com. So the other thing I wanted to segue into and talk about was, you know, it, it does feel like this May fifteenth date is going to be when. The stay-at-home order is lifted. We're already seeing a lot of other states. I think it's almost half of our country, actually, at this point, easing restrictions. Uh, I quickly wanted to recap the best and worst of quarantine. Uh, what? This is kind of the thing I was most excited. I couldn't wait for this ep- episode to do this. What uh, have you learned? What has been the, the biggest takeaway you've gotten from this time in lockdown?
1: I think the biggest thing that I've taken away from this is to step back, like you and I both are workaholics, and I think this has given me and yourself a little time to take a step back, see what's important, like all these projects that we're putting this huge weight on ourselves to get done and everything things are going smoother now than they ever have because we're stepping back seeing what actually matters what doesn't like you know are we putting unuseful unnecessary stress on us and is it worth it is it valid hey where's that where's that fork in the road that may lead you to you know something even better you know yeah i think i just keep saying you know (laughs) you know this is uh, rachel pointed this out to me i i have a tendency to say you know you know? Yes. So if it drives you nuts, I'm going to work on it.
0: Well, I try to edit out as many as I can, but I can't promise this is going to get much editing because of the the... time turnaround. Oh, yeah. You know, that's what it's going to (laughs) be. You know,
1: that's what it is.
0: Um, (laughs) I I do a lot of ums as well that people never hear. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite thing about quarantine has been, I guess, is sort of what you were saying, getting off the hamster wheel. Mm -hmm. I'm go, 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 go. It's it's been really nice to have the constraints and pressure of time and money off of my shoulders temporarily because obviously you know everyone's gonna come to collect I uh, it's been really just for me it's been easier to connect to <laughs> sounds so hippie my higher self and what I really want things that really fulfill me it's also been a Really great uh, assessment of my relationships in life. All of my relationships. I wanted to do a separate episode about this, which we may still do. But particularly friendships, it's interesting to see how this whole situation has impacted people. And you and I have talked about this. I actually think it's been harder on wealthier individuals uh, because they're not used to having to rough it. mm mm-hmm. And I think people that are more blue-collar are probably faring better, at least mentally and emotionally. Uh, I think people that are wealthy are not good at knowing how to tell themselves no. This is a huge generalization, and I say this as someone who's had nothing and who's had a lot. So I think it's it's just interesting to see how people react to money.
1: Yeah, we really? talked about this a little bit. I'm going to go on the poor side here. Yeah. But we talked about this before all the shit hit the fan when everyone's like, buy guns. Like, are is anything going to be open? Like, nothing's mm-hmm. going to be in the stores. But I was saying that from the beginning. I'm like, poor people are going to be the best off because... Um,
0: they're resourceful. They're
1: resourceful. They have cans of food. Or if they don't, they know how to live off that. Whereas, uh-huh. you know, the wealthier... They're not going to want to use some canned corn, you know? Oh, that's been sitting in there. Right. It's not fresh. Right. It's not being, you know, exactly. like, I can't go to my favorite restaurant or, you know. Right. It, it's fascinating.
0: And speaking of that, I've also enjoyed, even though at times I've been like, I'm so fucking sick of cooking, I've actually really enjoyed cooking.
1: Yeah. We've had some fun cooking. We too. have.
0: I've really enjoyed cooking outside over an open fire in the fire pit. I think yeah. that's been my favorite. That was my favorite part about camping. That was my favorite part about this.
1: Yeah yeah same actually,
0: but uh anyhow, so I think that's been really interesting to just see how a dire situation it really shows people's character, I think is what I'm trying to say,
1: yeah, and that and makes you assess stress. your
0: circles differently and
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, all this added stress, you know, you don't know what position somebody's at in life because right. a lot of people kid themselves they you know, somebody you think might have had a ton of money, now they're really stressing because, because they the don't. facade's not
0: Especially yeah. in LA. So many people, oh, yeah. I can tell you how many like big producers' houses I went to that were rented. Right. <laughs> exactly. all for show.
1: They had an extra week on their movie and they're like living in the mansion, you know. Yeah. Just <laughs> well,
0: it's so funny because after I did Dumb and Dumber, I had people like, oh, you probably made a million dollars. You can take us to lunch. And I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> I made less than the average office employee.
1: Mm-hmm. And <laughs> do you want to split this bill for lunch? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> it's
0: uh, Hollywood is very deceiving. There's it a is. reason they call it Hollywood.
1: Hollywood.
0: Oh, um. So what else do I have on here? Uh.
1: What? Oh. What was the worst part of quarantine? We talked about the best. So is there like any? I mean, I guess.
0: I think what I, I think the worst part of quarantine. Not for me. I'm not speaking for me, but I think the worst. Well, the worst part of quarantine for me is not being able to travel. Right. Really, because I'm an outdoorsy person. Exactly. I think what's probably been really hard for people is boredom and isolation. I think that goes without saying. I was making a joke to people in LA. It's like, yes, there's no traffic, but the lines to get into grocery stores are the new traffic. That would make me far, far more irate. Hmm. Uh, And the biggest thing that I worry about is like. I do think that people have a greater appreciation for things in, in these times, like I had on here. I think that people being more socially, economically, and environmentally conscious is a good thing. That's not going to last. And that's what makes me sad about quarantine, because it's it's really bestowing upon us all these great life lessons that we can really take with us, but people will forget about.
1: Very quickly. Yeah. yeah. Short attention spans, for sure.
0: Yeah. And I love that it's leveled the playing field, especially when it comes to, like, it has, yeah. s- social media and shit.
1: Yeah oh, my gosh, there were all these horror stories about these, you know, models that couldn't make their $50,000 a post <laughs> because now all of a sudden it's saturated with, like, you know, nobodies and everybody's. And it's like, oh, yeah well, everybody's been hit. Everybody's um, been
0: hit. But what, is, what was your least favorite part?
1: Well, the reason I brought it up was I was thinking about you. <laughs>
0: but I'm your least favorite part? No, no, Aww. I was thinking
1: about uh, what you were talking to me about like with wanting to be in LA but there's no acting, there's nothing going oh, on. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, Just just being in the city that you love and not being able to do anything there. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's great that we're escaped into the desert here and we are taking this time to reassess and do all, all of our stuff. But not being able to go back to that you know sense of normality yeah. like your apartment in LA you absolutely love I you do love it decorated it as your home it's like you know yeah, something but
0: my makeshift upper west side brownstone yeah but in it's Los Angeles. nothing
1: <laughs> It's nothing without the city surrounding it, I don't believe. Because you don't have yeah. the outdoors. No, you it's don't tr- have, It's you know. true.
0: And and I guess that brings up another thing I'm super grateful for with quarantine is being able to be in my house. Right. That's been really nice. Because I haven't really been able to, like, live here and enjoy it. I've been fixing it up or, you know, renting it out to people. Yeah. Which I love. I love making money. But I also love being in my own space. Yeah. It's been really nice.
1: I think the thing that I'm probably most upset, it's more upset at myself, um during this quarantine is that i have been working way too much this camping trip you know really was something that we both needed and got a second to step back for a second and i kind of wish i would have done that at the beginning you know yeah me Um, too yeah i wish i had to
0: let you figure it out
1: well you you're a bad example, baby. I know, but <laughs> they were doing yeah, it either. I know. You're a workaholic.
0: I know. I owe, oh, well, I guess really the thing is I just want you here to work with me.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wish okay I would have come. I long wish as I kind of as... stopped on some projects and, you know, sooner than later cuz now everything's be Open back up. And it's well, I think be you also distance. thought
0: this would go on far longer oh, than I still think it, it did, and yeah. actually, I was just going to say that, and and it very well could. There could be a second wave of this. I mean, May fifteenth is next week, mm-hmm. and as I said, people are already easing restrictions.
1: Yeah, we will see openings. Like, we will no see doubt. openings,
0: and I'm so curious to see how it's going to how it's gonna be, what the new norm is really going to look like, and how people are going to react to it. Because one thing I don't want to forget to address, last election year, so I never pay attention to politics until like the night before I'm supposed to vote, and then I read everything. <laughs> it's like I'm cramming for a huge test. Right. And I remember reading one proposition, I think, where it was like asking, I, I literally can't remember this, but it was... Basically, my argument, the reason I voted against it was because I was like, why am I going to tell another county that I have nothing to do with what they can and cannot do? I don't live there. It doesn't affect me. I I shouldn't have a say. It doesn't matter. Right. So so I voted no. And so I just I want people to think about that when it comes to other counties having different restrictions and don't be so judgmental about it. You're not there you don't know the circumstances
1: yeah it's sneaky though sometimes you know they'll pass a bill that's got all these underlying things for different counties and you're like well i i agree with most of that but you're trying to sneak this in there what what's happening this is why
0: i'm an independent i'm skeptical of everybody yeah (laughs) it's strange strange um but what will the new normal be like do you like you said we're gonna have to you think we're gonna have to wear masks for a very long time and i agree
1: and i'm curious if all the you know the um sneeze guards you know on everything oh, now. yeah it's every everywhere's like a bank you yeah. know they all have the plastic up in front of you know the registers and everywhere and the marks on the floor and stuff mm-hmm. i don't know when any of that's going to go away if it ever does the companies right. have bought it they've right installed exactly. it exactly might stay there for a good long which time which is weird i don't i don't norm.
0: like that yeah i don't like that at all it's strange uh I, I always
1: shake the cashier's hand, and this is not <laughs> at, the <laughs> at the end of every transaction. At the end of every transaction. Yeah, good, it's, it's
0: super weird, and what I don't want to have happen is I don't want people to be, like, weary or afraid of each other.
1: Do you think people are still going to hug and shake hands? And I, don't,
0: I don't know. I'd like to think so, but I I already feel like social media creates, like, Such social awkwardness In real life People don't know How to interact They don't know How to be When they're not alone In their room Broadcasting to people They can't see That now Is it gonna be even worse Because we're like I have my own issues With like Contagion Which I've talked about I fucking hated Like during pilot season In LA Where it's like Everyone looked at you like you were just like a walking incubator and you were infectious and gross. I obviously get that this is a completely different animal we're talking about. But I hate I hate feeling like I'm disgusting or like someone's looking at me like I'm disgusting or full of poison and I'm going to infect them. And so
1: but everybody's looking at everybody that way. I know. And I hate it. I hate it
0: that is honestly that's my biggest bitch about all of this <laughs> not the people that are dying of course that's a bitch but i'm just yeah i think like that for me not having to deal with any like real serious direct effect of of this virus i think that's my biggest bitch, bitch about it
1: that you don't want to be looked at like you
0: no that i just don't like that people are looking at each other with like the suspicion or disgust or weariness yeah. i hate that yeah it makes me sick That makes me sick. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then I wonder what jobs are going to be like for people. I mean, I've been having conversations with people talking about, like, this was new information that was shared with me today, that the Screen Actors Guild isn't even comfortable having actors on set until there's a cure, until there's a vaccine.
1: And their union. How many other unions across, you know, the world are going to be doing that same thing? You got to protect your employees. You got to, you know.
0: What does that domino effect look like? Yeah. Yeah, it's super interesting. And even on the Joe Rogan podcast we just listened to, too, they were talking about like carrying like card, vaccine cards essentially, like, was right. it not vaccine cards, but cards showing that you'd been tested and you tested negative. And yeah, they're the like, yeah, like 90 every days, 90 or... days. And Kevin and I were like, every 90 days, like the, like, the every minute you day. leave that office, like yeah. you might be infected. Yeah. Or not office, I guess, like the minute you get tested, you're not going into an office necessarily.
1: Yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about how we were tested and what our experience was with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah, I we mean should we should tell
1: were- people how how it well, worked. I kind
0: of mentioned it. Like, you don't have to. It's a, It's like a drive thru You don't get out of your car. Like people in yeah. hazmat suits, pretty much, like approach your car and hand you what you need. And
1: which they were so lighthearted, they were, they so, were so funny. Fun. Like they were screaming my name, Kevin. Yeah, because we really should be fun. home alone, you know, which is pretty funny. <laughs> but yeah, it was at like a fairgrounds, and they sent us over to the stall, and this girl's, you know, sitting 20 feet away and just kind of yelling at us, like, "Okay, this is what you're going to do, and yeah. you know, roll up the windows, cough three times." and swab both sides of your mouth the roof and then yeah put it back and throw it in the bin and i
0: like i guess that is a jovial sense that i wish everybody had like i get it's a scary time and when we're driven by fear we're not the best versions of ourselves by any means but it is it, it think think about comedians like comedians speak the truth and they make you feel relief because you're laughing about a shitty circumstance. Yeah. That's basically the basis of comedy. We're all, we just started watching Jerry Seinfeld stand up and he's like, everyone's life sucks. Some just sucks more than other people, (laughs) right? But we want to, we want to laugh about shit that's beyond our control that is like, we look to television and film and comedy to escape things that are difficult to live through. So the idea of not being able to laugh through this bothers me.
1: Well, and these are the people. It offends me
0: as a funny person.
1: (laughs) And these are the people on the front lines. Like, they're probably tired working, like, They're in the most jeopardy. And, you know, we went there, and we know we're probably good. At least we feel good. You know, who knows what our circumstances is, if we're atypical or whatever. But uh, there are people that go get tested that are not feeling good. They are, like, very worried. And the fact that these people on the front lines, these doctors and nurses are so jovial and like they're there for you caring like very nice very funny people like that that just set my mind at ease instantly i was like this is awesome like that they have such good spirits and you know are are still going
0: yeah Yeah. um let's see Um, let me really quickly review my thoughts here i think i covered all of this except for the last question which i'm going to save to the end but i did want to read you something on instagram that uh somebody had sent me a follow-up question to our last episode she had said this is from a woman named carol who's in scotland hi carol um she said she wanted to know a really curious thought crossed her mind while she was listening, and it involves Kevin. What if you were asked by someone to reveal the one thing that really got under a man's skin, the one thing that they dread happening because it renders them defenseless? Ooh. She says she knows the answer to this, but would and could Kevin answer truthfully and therefore risk shitting in his own nest? I'm not sure what she's referring oh, to. Oh, I don't either.
1: But Carol, I'm curious. I love the interesting question.
0: Though. So do you know... If you were asked by someone to reveal the one thing that really got under a man's skin, the one thing that they dread happening because it renders them defenseless. I mean, to me, it's teabagging a guy. But what do I know?
1: Right. <laughs> I mean, if you teabag me, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, literally, if, if I teabagged,
0: teabagged you, I'd be able to control you. A hundred percent.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't be able to move my hands or legs. I'd be just defenseless. <laughs> you
0: wouldn't even be able to fucking think. <laughs> but that's so my that would... answer. What's yours? That wasn't well, being asked.
1: Carol knows the answer, so this is this is interesting. Um,
0: Sorry, I had a lemon right in my mouth, and you had to see me spit that out.
1: I think every guy's different, but I, I would think that Carol is saying, I think she would say a powerful woman. Somebody that, you know... <laughs> a bitch? Isn't, yes, a strong bitch. I think that's what would get under a guy's skin that couldn't handle it or didn't, uh, you know know himself that well because some guys just cannot put up with you know a strong girl that knows what she wants and goes for it
0: because it's like this kind of goes with when we talked about like a man wants to uh
1: feel feel needed needed. but not
0: need to be needed right because it's such a it's such an interesting fine line but my experience and i realized listening back to the podcast i didn't really articulate myself as well as I wanted to my experience was the feedback I got from previous boyfriends was not that I was I can't remember what I even said that, that I'm intimidating not threatening I think I use the right. word threatening but that I'm intimidating because I don't it doesn't seem like there's a place for them in my life I've got it all handled
1: right and I, I think that could get under some guy's skin but I'm curious it's what under Carol's, my
0: skin it's like oh get over yourself yeah
1: I'm curious what Carol's talking about here though because I think any any secure rational person like you're either with the wrong person and you know that's gonna get under your skin no matter what or you're just you don't have the balls to you know accept that oh yeah maybe she's stronger than you <laughs> like yeah it's over. true
0: you know ugh, people are funny um I had another I swear somebody somebody else wrote me something really interesting I wanted to bring to your attention well, I don't Carol know it is. Carol
1: write us back because I'm curious and I, I want to elaborate on. Your answer. I wanna I wanna hear what you have to say. I wish we could go, go live with
0: podcasts. We could. Yeah. Well, I mean, not yeah. like on the podcast. We could like on you know, visually, but I don't think audibly.
1: Tune in. This time, (laughs) next Tuesday, we'll be doing a live broadcast.
0: So the last question I'm going to ask you to wrap up this episode, since I can't find my other things. Bummer. What are you most looking forward to doing once the stay-at-home order is lifted?
1: Well, I don't want to ruin a surprises, but we got a couple things in the works that I'm pretty excited about um, to be continued, but
0: ominous what oh oh oh. <laughs> oh yeah projects you're talking about projects
1: projects yeah we got oh, a lot of projects upcoming that are i super i went
0: fun. down the more romantic lane i thought you oh. were gonna like woo me somehow but oh, i guess i was wrong
1: <laughs> i've been wooing you all quarantine we've had some adventures we, we have had some fun stuff
0: i think the thing i'm most looking forward to is uh going to a restaurant
1: me too i want Sugarfish, I want sugarfish. Yes. Like we're gonna take, we're gonna like no other. Yeah,
0: and and travel. I I want my Zion trip.
1: <laughs> yes, I want our it substitute bad. for Zion. It was okay. No, but it was great. Gotta, it was
0: great. Uh, it's not the camping aspect that I'm still after. It's the hiking. Yeah. I have a very specific hike I I need to conquer.
1: Yeah, yeah. We need to trudge through some. I also beneros. really
0: really need to pee.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I think we're done anyway. Let's slowly try to wrap this up and. Um, <laughs>
0: I think we're done anyway. Talk normally, about. I share some memes with you guys, but my mom, my main source of material, has really been falling behind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna blame it on her. Yeah. She has not sent me anything, and. Um, I haven't looked. I, honestly, I, we're just trying to get this podcast because we took the week off to go camping. We're trying to get this episode done in time for it to be released on Tuesday, so I just don't I didn't I didn't prep as well as I should have, and I'm sorry. Yeah. But you know what? We're sorry. You gotta yeah. deal with it, and
1: yeah. that's the
0: bitch in me. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for listening. We will be back with another episode next week, and I don't know what we're gonna talk about, because I keep Ending these episodes saying, we're going to talk about this. And then it changes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what next week's going to turn up, but I can promise you.
1: It'll be a curveball.
0: It'll be fucking great. That's right. Um, Enjoy your weekends, because today is Friday. And um, we'll see you back next week.
1: Have a bitchin' day, everyone. Have a
0: bitchin' day.